0: Hello! Welcome to Your Magic. I'm Michelle T, and I can't believe who I'm hanging out with today. It's Juan Gutierrez, the winner of the Netflix reality show, School of Chocolate. I binge watched this show with my seven-year-old son, and we were rooting for Juan the whole time. And Actually, my kid makes a cameo at the very end of the episode, so you can stick around for that if you want some cute. Me and Juan are going to talk about energy, sleep paralysis, and growing up Catholic. After that, your magic producer, Vera Blossom, has whipped up a recipe for Aries season power bars. And she's going to tell you how to get that yummy fire magic into your belly. Stay with us. One of the best things about living in Southern California is the ridiculous amount of fruit trees just growing in front yards and in vacant lots. I remember my first spring here, just taking a wrong turn onto a desolate, dusty road and looking in awe at a cluster of fig trees. The wide-fingered leaves seeming to wave me down and offer me some of its bounty. Those warm figs were so ripe, they nearly burst with the pressure of my plucking. It felt sort of obscene. Baked that night with a dollop of goat cheese, they were obscenely delicious. Fig trees, exotic to me with my East Coast upbringing, are super common in L.A. So are citrus trees of every sort. Every year, my friend Meredith makes a batch of marmalade from the orange trees in her front yard. Last year, I tried to imitate her when my friend Nicole let me ransack the bounty falling from the branches in her own backyard. Unlike Meredith's perfectly bittersweet jam, my marmalade was thin and runny and overloaded with sugar. I thought I'd followed the recipe, but perhaps I did not leave an appropriate gift to the nymph of the orange tree before making off with her babies. I did do better with a bag of lemons left as a tip by a recent tarot client. I just handed them off to my seven-year-old and they were swiftly turned into the most delicious pitcher of strawberry lemonade I've ever tasted, for real. Though my culinary uses for this bounty of fruit are hit and miss, working some of my local fruits into spell work and springtime altars is always magic. In Italian witchery, figs are said to ward off the evil eye. Oranges, with their bright and happy vibes, are seen as good luck. And lemons, with their similarly zingy energy, promote positive feelings in the home and actively repel negativity. Other fruit recently seen dangling from my neighbor's trees include grapefruit, which gives big body love and self-love magic, kumquats that in Asian traditions are seen as lucky harbingers of the new year, and lime linked to the fire element and great for cleansing. I've even spotted strawberry, which is an ancient fertility and success berry, right in my own front yard. But after further inspection, I found it to be the property of a cornucopia of slugs, themselves a magical queer hermaphroditic creature. So I've left the bounty for them to enjoy. As Aries season revs up with its increasing sunlight and warmer days, scan your own environment and see what plants and creatures are newly poking around, bringing you animal messages and inviting you to pluck a bit of earth energy to meditate on, spell cast with, or use to cook up some magic in your own kitchen. Here's Juan. Juan Gutierrez, thank you so much for being on uh, Your Magic.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited.
0: I just loved watching you work on um, School of Chocolate. I mean, my whole family got so hooked on that show and we were totally rooting for you and your team was so fun and your bond with Tyresha was so cute and just all of it. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you.
0: So, you know, this is a show about mysticism. And so I'm curious, you know, just starting at the beginning, were you raised with any sort of like a spiritual practice or like a religious?
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was raised uh, Catholic. There's a lot of spirituality that I believe in. but There is like in terms of me, like uh, being coming from a, such a cultural and like Catholic uh, lifestyle and me being gay, especially in Colombia was a different style of Catholic, you know, was not there really acceptance. So that kind of like pushed me away a little bit. So I still believe, but I don't believe in the way that people want me to believe. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I do know what you mean. I do because I grew up Catholic also. And, you know, my my circumstances were different. I saw around me people sort of picking and choosing, like even my mom being like, I'm Catholic. But I'm also pro-choice and I got a divorce and I am going to get remarried, even though the nuns are telling me not I'm not allowed it. to. Yeah. So it seems like there is a great tradition of people just kind of taking what they want from
1: Catholicism. Yeah. And, and I think like that's, that's pretty much what for me, like that's religion is, you know, like I feel like we get to believe in what we want to believe and then we go from it and then we are true to that.
0: What what are your um, beliefs, and do you like do you enjoy any of the like the the mystical aspects of Catholicism?
1: I think that when it comes to that, I definitely believe in in there is more, uh, but I think like mostly what I believe the most is just energy. I definitely believe in there is like that the energy like the energy that comes out of plants, the energy the energy comes out of that nature, of animals, and also of humans. I'm actually. I always said that I, I'm. I'm good picking up on people's energy, and I can sense. Uh, I don't know why, but it's weird. But I actually feel. I can feel people's energy. So I do believe a lot in that, and I try to believe. Like I, I, I. I sometimes I'm just like, wanna think of like, okay, do does, do angels really exist? Do demons really exist? Do ghosts really exist? There's a lot of things like, but for me, I see it more as as that energy that it's around.
0: Do you remember when you first realized that you were able to like have that sense of energy?
1: No, really. At the beginning, it was kind of like weird because like sometimes there was just when people, this person would come next to me and then suddenly I was just super happy. But then suddenly, just from nowhere, I start just feeling like anger and all of this. And then I just realized that this person was really angry or was going through something. So I was just like what is going on? Like why why am I feeling this way? And then I just start realizing that I just kind of like tend to like pick up on people's energy. So I that's why I kind of like tend to be more around people that bring me that type of happiness with all my life.
0: Um what's what astrological
1: sign are you? I am Taurus.
0: Oh wow cool. My fiance is a Taurus. That's oh really
1: Tyrisha is Taurus too. Wait no she's not a Taurus. Wait no she's not a Taurus. She's gonna kill me. I forgot what she is, but she, uh, we actually match really well because she also loves that. And she actually reads the tarot.
0: <gasps> she does? Yeah, she
1: does. Yeah. So cool. I, I, she actually uh, read, uh, read it to me while we were like filming. And it was just insane. Like, it was just so weird and so, like, spot on. And she was, like, so new to it. But I was just like, oh, my God. Because that was my first time someone reading the tarot for me. Because I'm always too scared of like finding out about my future or what's going on. Uh, but that's like one of the things that by the way when she read, I was just like, wow.
0: Wow. Was it like, you're going to win? Did you get like big win cards like the Wheel no, of Fortune? Or... It was
1: mostly about my personal life with my family and what am I going through. After my mom passed, I, I definitely, my family divided. So it's been super hard. And then when she read that, it was just literally she was excited. She explained everything what was going on. Like she didn't she didn't say before like the names were everything, but like she explained the situation to the point. And I was just like, wow. Suddenly the two of us were just like chicken skin. Like I felt the I felt that energy right away. It was it was beautiful.
0: Oh wow. Have you ever um seen a ghost since you are so uh it seems like attuned to other energies?
1: I haven't and I hope I don't <laughs> So I'm I am i am really bad at that. I'm super scared. But there is sometimes that like sometimes uh I wake up, but I I think they call it the um when you wake uh sleep paralysis. I get that a lot sometimes, especially when I'm so stressed. It happened last time that I was just woke up, but I was literally still sleeping, and my body couldn't move. And I see I saw someone like literally on the wall, on the door, and then I start screaming. I was like, there is someone there. There is someone there. There is someone there. Then I just kind of like wake up and there was nothing there. But after that, I was just like, please do not that ever happen again. It was crazy because like, even though I believe in that and I understand and I kind of like have a feeling of that, I just don't want a ghost to appear in my life because I will freak out.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. I I always thought I wanted to see a ghost and then I... And it was terrifying. I was like, "Go away, go away!" It's like so. It just feels so wrong. Like you're not. I'm not supposed to see you. Like maybe you can be here, but like I don't think I'm supposed to be like hanging out with you. Like this is just there's some sort of law of physics that we're messing with. You know? Yeah,
1: I think and I think that's like that's the thing. Like we we grow up hearing these stories and then we just get like really curious about are they real? Are they not real? But then for me, when you start feeling those sensations and you start kind of like seeing but not seeing or thinking that there is something there, it's not as nice as people. <laughs> Every I think I believe really, that everything has a space and place to be.
0: Did you grow up hearing a lot of ghost stories or spooky stories?
1: Yes, a lot, especially I'm from Colombia. I'm, La- I'm Latino, so that's like top thing that everybody tells you, like your parents will tell you, your grandma will tell you. So like being Catholic, like they're going to tell you about – the angels but also they're going to tell you about demons but then you also have all of these uh, traditions and all of these stories about like uh, we call it La Llorona which is it's like a ghost an angry ghost that lost her kids but then she's trying to like take it away so we grow up with a lot of like scary ghost stories but I believe that not all of that they don't have to be all angry I don't know
0: Right, right. There's going to be like yeah. some friendly ghosts out there. Do you ever feel like you're making magic when you're making pastry? I do, actually.
1: I, I believe that pastry is. I really truly believe that is art. you know, it's a, it's a way of expression, it's a way of showing our emotions. And with pastry, that's my way of calming down. It's my way of happiness. And I do think that like, it's kind of like a way of like, the way that I feel when I get into that mode, it's just really magical for me. And it's just really inspiring, but you get those feelings in your stomach, those and like those butterflies, or like those like that type of like feeling that you're like, oh my god, I love this. I'm, I don't know why, what is this coming from? But that's how I feel every time I I do something, especially in the kitchen, and it feels magical.
0: I would love to read your tarot cards and we, oh
1: my god that's so fun
0: what an honor to be like your second tarot reader after tyresha is there anything special that you'd like to know about
1: um no
0: no we're just gonna see see what comes up just with like a free little free reading
1: yeah
0: okay let me start shuffling again and so just think broadly about your life right now don't think too hard about any one thing and we'll just see you know what the tarot wants to come up and wants you to be thinking about. All right, so the card that's representing your present moment is the chariot. No no surprise there. That is a like I'm going for it. This is my path. I'm on my path. There's ups and downs on the path, but like victory is guaranteed. It's sort of like it's um it's a very triumphant card and so I hope you're like basking in your in oh. your in your triumph right now, but at the same time it is also saying like it's, it's not like it's smooth sailing now. It's like there's work to be done and there's like, you know, it's like, it's the chariot of war. So it's basically saying like there's a little bit of a battle that has to happen, yeah. but you're going to win the battle. That's what the glory of the card is, but it is also like you're, you're in it. And this is interesting because it's crossed right now with the Prince of Swords and the Prince of Swords is an interesting guy. So he, you know, all the princes are in chariots. So you, it's interesting. You have two chariots here and he wants to take his chariot to the next level but he's it's being pulled by these little fairies and they're just not quite strong enough to pull the cha- to pull the chariot where he wants it to go. He has recognized this. He sees that this is so and so he's ready to make some changes. You can see him ready to cut the reins and free up his chariot to like bring in some new, you know, I guess buffer more muscular fairies. I don't know who he's going to yeah. bring in. But it's this idea it's it's interesting because it's like you're definitely like you know, you're soaring right now, but you're certainly not resting on your laurels. You're like actually, you know, problem solving of like, okay, but how could it be more so? You know, like what what's the next thing? How can I kind of problem solve this and bring it to the next level?
1: That's so much sense.
0: But this is also nice, your conscious thoughts, queen of discs. So she is just like the earth sign queen. She's a little more Capricorn than Taurus, but she also likes her creature comforts. This isn't a placement of like where your head is at. So, you know, even though you're just like, you know, you're on the path, you're, you're working really hard. You're like, you know, still sort of like focused on like, how do I make the most of this? How do I level it all up? You're also like, and I'm the queen. Let us not forget that I'm the queen, and it's and it is a real appreciation of like you could just see her. She's sitting on her pineapple. She's got her pet goat. Um, these horns are symbolic of um, sort of intuition. They're almost like intuitive antenna. To have her there is like, you know, you know how to like do what you're doing. Like you're aware of your accomplishments. You're aware like that you are are sort of like. I mean, she's a Capricorn card and Capricorns, they're like the boss. They're like the ones who master. They're the masters and they master everything. So there's this like understanding of your own mastery and a moment of like appreciating it. But also Capricorns never stop. They're like all the earth signs never stop. So it is also like, okay, what am I going to conquer next? What hill am I going to climb next? So that's sort of where your conscious thoughts are. And then your unconscious thoughts, you have the princess of cups. Which is really, really sweet. It's like this is where your psyche is, like your subconscious. And it's very open. Like she is so open. And it's really funny that you're like, you know, talking about like that that you stuff your emotions. She's a water card and the water represents emotions in the tarot. But she's also like very much thinking about her emotions and pondering them. You, oh, you have love in your past. Okay. Okay. And you have, you have a Bump coming up with the ruin card in your future. It's so dramatic. It's the tarot. It's like ruin. It's not, there's not, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's not just sort of like, oh, I see that this thing is sort of falling apart and yeah, it's going to fall apart. If there's something around you right now that you feel like that's kind of not working, it's either maybe the way you're doing something, somebody you're trying to work with, Something in your life, if you feel like, oh, uh, it's sort of like this with with you know this guy of just like I want this, I want this to move, and and I can't really make it move. And it's really interesting because in the past with the love card, it would suggest to me that it's something, a situation, a person, place, or thing that at some point you were like, yes, I love this. This is like making me really happy, and on some level, it is still making you happy, or you're really open to it making you happy. But the things about it that aren't working they're just going to they're going to keep not working and it's it looks like it's coming to a head i would say sometime in like the next 3 months it'll probably come to a head you the card that represents you and your energy is the high priestess so yeah you do pick up energy you are actually probably fairly you know psychic in some ways you know um if you want to go so far as to like name it that the priestess is really strong she like really she knows her strength she knows her worth she knows to take a step back from the world when it gets a little too overwhelming and and like check in with yourself and like see what you want and allow like grace and inspiration and almost like a sort of divine energy to come in and to help you. You know, the 10 of swords is hard. It's like, you know, when it when it when it happens, it's it's sort of it's usually something the swords are all mental. So it's really something that affects our minds, you know, that was something that we're thinking about, that it stresses us out. Um, and by the time the 10 comes, it's like you've had from one to nine to sort of do something about it, but it's been so hard to figure out what to do about it. And and there's also, I think, a lot of optimism, like maybe it's just gonna take care of itself. Like with this princess of cups, like maybe it's gonna be okay. Like, I'm just gonna be open, like I'm just gonna like see what happens. But it looks like you're at the you're at the point now where like. It's it needs to just really be be addressed and looked at you have the change card in your environment Which makes sense with the card like this because you know with the ten of swords something's changing either You have to make the change or the thing is just sort of gonna fall down blow up whatever it's going it's it needs change So, you know, this is an interesting card. It's a very positive card. It, it talks about g- good change but it's a tricky card because often when it comes up we just are afraid of the change. We're just afraid of the change whether or not it's good. You know, it's sort of like that fear of the future kind of thing. It's it's Jupiter is the ruling planet of this card and Jupiter always brings gifts. It makes our life bigger. You know, it makes our life bigger than we think that it can be. So we have to trust it. But it's Jupiter in Capricorn, which is this earth sign and like Taurus, she's just like no. No change, but really whatever whatever is moving for you you got to, you got to trust it. I think that, I think there's probably some element of yourself that knows that because being represented by the priestess card means that your intuition is really sharp. Like whether you wanted to take action about what you knew, my guess is like, you, you know, all of this, um, on some, on some deep level. Um, here's your hopes or fears card. It's probably a fear card. It's the strife card. You're like, I don't want to deal with it though. I don't want to do, de- I don't want to deal with conflict. I don't want to deal with you know, having to communicate or feeling like I'm, my energy is unwelcome or held back. I mean, it's a Leo card, the, the strife card, you know, the, the reason why it's, can be a hard card is Leo wants to express itself and be itself and be fabulous. And that card is coming in saying like, sorry, no. So it's like, I don't know if there's a fear of somebody like taking your, your Leo away or like oppressive, being oppressive of your kind of your life force a little bit. Let me see what your outcome cards are here. Oh, I like these. Yes. Okay. This is what I knew. So whatever this is, I really like this. Your outcome card here, the first card is the science card. Again, it's a swords card. And, and you do have those two hard swords cards with the prince and then the ten of swords, the ruin card. And um, this is the best swords card. So, you know... It's about using our mind to actually like see things as they are, make a good plan, be self-protective, strategize into the future and like get what you want. Like this is the card that's like it's called science, right? So it's like what is the art and science of me getting what I want? Like it's just about using logic and making, you know, making some calls. This is a map all of these lines, they're a map of where a stand to not be, to not get poked basically and like win the fencing tournament. So it's all about like strategy, right. And to be able to protect yourself and to win. So along with this card, I always pick to see if there are any like major Arcanas and there are, there's the emperor and the sun. So it's like, whatever this, whatever this little issue is here, taking care of this, it's almost like it's a vestige of the past that needs to get swept out because so that you can get further and deeper into your own like gorgeous destiny. I mean, the emperor is the ruler card. So it's about you being a leader, you being a ruler. It's Aries. It's the sign that is the most sort of like self-centered and all about themselves, right? But that is a great thing in this card. When this card comes up, it's like, it's about you know putting yourself first, being a little selfish because you need to be selfish. And then what you get as a result of that is the sun, which is just like joy, brightness. This is the the Leo card being able to express itself, right? So your fear card here is this Saturn Leo, Leo card. And Saturn is the planet of like no fun, basically. And so it's trying to squash your your kind of like your, your joie de vivre. But then at the end of it, you have these cards, which is just like figure out what the what the smart thing to do is, take up your leadership role, own your ambitions, you know, own what you want, you know, and and, and that that's important. You know, what you want is actually quite important for you and for your life. And then like, happiness, you know, it's just getting you closer to living your best life. So I always think about that with tarot readings. It's like, we just want to get closer to living our best lives all the time, right? And it's like, sometimes we have to take weird little detours because we learn Things uh, whether we wanted to learn them that way or not, but this is interesting. This is like you know you're you're just like rolling full speed ahead here with this chariot card. You're very aware of like your good fortune, the life that you have. You appreciate it. You're thankful with this queen of disks. The princess of cups is saying on a really deep level. You're very open, like you're very gentle and very open, but. You're being called to like make some sort of a change, and you really, you really have to do it. And my guess, it being a 10, it's the end of a cycle. It's like this is something that's been building. It could be something about like something from your past that like you just can't bring over into this new cycle of of experience that you're engaged in. It's not making the cut. You can really trust your intuition. You can trust your analysis with this science card. You can trust your like, if you're like, I think this is how I need to take care of it. Like you have a good grasp on what it is. You can trust your ambition with the emperor card, you know, where you want to go, what you want to be king of. You can trust that. And then, hey, this is the sun. This is a really beautiful card to end with. I'm sorry about that 10 of swords. The good news about the 10 is that it's the 10. It's the end of it. Yeah. You know, the hard part is it like, oh, you know, you've been resisting it and hoping it would turn out differently. You've been avoiding it. Like whatever you've been doing, you know, it's like you now have to kind of face it a little bit. It's t- it's time to and like you're strong enough to. So that's a good thing to remember is to not be afraid of this card and the, the mental, you know, that there is like some mental anguish and some like dark thoughts that can come along with it. But to know that like, you're also the sun, you know, it's not all one or the other. It's like you, you are bright enough to be able to handle handle the the suffering. Yeah. The suffering of this life. We all experience it in various ways. And it's not, it's not so much that it's going to put out your light. You know, your light is so much stronger than what that is. So if that can help it be a little less scary. And that you know, you really do know how to take care of yourself, which is really everything. Oh, did that make sense? A, a lot, yeah. a lot of sense. Okay, it actually,
1: I, it helps me with a lot of what I'm actually going through, and I opens my eyes something that I actually do have. I've been thinking of for a while, and yeah,
0: yeah, you know, because this, you you just want to be in the, in the chariot that moves, right? You don't want you don't want anything holding you back. So you need you need some muscle fairies, and not these little fairies. Yeah. To pull your to pull your chariot.
1: Wow! Thank you. That was really really eye opening.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I always think you know I understand people being afraid to to look at tarot because. It can be scary to see like, well, what's in the future? And you do get a future card, like a reading like this. There is a future card. So you get a little glimpse. But usually it's it's more like a therapy session. Like you kind of already know everything. Even what's coming in the future, you kind of know what's coming because you know what's going on, right? Yes. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, you're shaking the table. You're going to knock the milk over, right? Yeah. That's
1: so funny you say that because I was about to be like, can you just be my therapist? <laughs> Your door is opening. Oh, so
0: speaking of ghosts.
1: <laughs> this is my son,
0: Atticus, and he's Hi. the one who got us to watch School of Chocolate. Oh, nice.
1: Nice to it. meet you. How are you? Good. Good, good. Did you like the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite part?
2: Um, The ending when you guys made um, the...
1: Oh, the dinosaur? Yeah. What's your favorite dessert? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Bye. Bye.
2: Nice meeting you. Hi, everyone. I'm Vera Blossom. A producer here on your magic and in honor of Aries season, I'd like to offer you a bit of kitchen witchery in the form of an Aries-inspired power bar that you can take with you on all your adventures and shenanigans around town. The kitchen is a fun place to bring magic to through intentionality. Spend some time thinking about the physical effects each ingredient will bring for you, while at the same time evoking the magical qualities in each ingredient you use. Here's what you'll need. Quick oats for the base of the power bar. Brown sugar, which can help you overcome challenges and enemies by making them funny. Laugh in the face of danger. Chopped almonds for vitality and power. Cranberry raisins will bring you energy throughout the day and add a striking red color to the power bar. Cinnamon for fire that will inspire action. Dark chocolate, the bitterness will ground you while the sweetness can help bring you chemical as well as metaphysical happiness. You can chop up a dark chocolate bar or use a bag of dark chocolate chips. Honey for its general health properties and to evoke passion in your day-to-day movements. Peanut butter, the glue for your bar and will help all the magical energy you're evoking stick to these power bars and salt, which will bring purity of intention and amplify the energy and flavor of all the other ingredients. Here's the part where I tell you how to make a power bar. It's gonna sound a lot like a recipe, but what is a recipe if not a set of instructions for a spell? Okay, pulse the almonds in a food processor or blender until they're into smaller bites. You could also smash them up in a big mortar and pestle or just chop them up on your cutting board for a hearty texture. Combine the oats and chopped almonds in a large bowl with peanut butter, honey, and brown sugar. Add a pinch of salt and cinnamon to taste and mix well until you've got a gloopy texture like a kind bar. This might take some arm strength, but keep at it. You can also do all of this in a food processor if you like. Add the cranberry raisins and your dark chocolate. Stir to combine. Transfer the mixture to a sheet pan lined with parchment paper, and then use your fingertips to firmly press the mixture into the pan. Press super hard for like a minute straight to get them really smushed down into power bar texture. Imagine yourself pouring all of that fiery Yang energy into these bars. You'll need that energy later. Take a look at the mixture. If it looks like it could use more chocolate or more cranberries, press them in wherever you feel like they belong. This is your power bar, so really use the ratio of ingredients that will taste best to you. Cover, then refrigerate for at least two hours or overnight. Remove the block of granola mixture from the pan, then peel away the foil or parchment that you use to cover. Cut them into bars. You can store these in an airtight container at room temperature for about a week or two. Wrap one up in a Ziploc bag or beeswax paper if you're woke, and throw it in your tote, fanny pack or purse. Then go out and have adventures. Take a trip to a part of the city you've never been to. Explore the wilderness behind your house. Even running errands can be a fun adventure if you think of it as one. And whenever you feel a lull in your mood or energy while you're out and about, reach for the power bar in your purse and enjoy all the youthful verve of this area's energy to get you back on track.
0: much Vera Blossom for this delicious kitchen witchery. It is truly my favorite kind of magic. We hope you found this episode as scrumptious as we have and that you're inspired to look a little deeper at the foods and spices in your kitchen, the plants and critters in your neighborhood. Everything has its own energy that we can tap into and benefit from, including our very own selves. Thanks for tuning into Your Magic. You can support us, plus get access to a whole bunch of bonus content at patreon.com backslash thisisyourmagic. Every dollar makes our work possible. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thisisyourmagic and subscribe to our newsletter at thisisyourmagic.com. You can rate us and subscribe right here on Spotify. Do what you need to do to never miss an episode. You can email us at hello at thisisyourmagic.com. We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Molly Elizalde, Tony Gannon, and Vera Blossom. Our executive producers are Ben Cooley, myself, and Molly Elizalde. Our original theme music is by John Kimbrough. Thanks for listening.